We've made it to Friday. That means the weekend. It's right around the corner. Good morning. Eric Carpenter with you. This is KCVL, KCRK. Oh, man, the furnace is running full tilt today. We do have wind chill warnings in effect on through Saturday. Dangerously cold wind chills expected with the wind chills 15 to 30 degrees below zero. Wind gusting 15 miles an hour all throughout the area. It is cold. Bundle up. Be safe. Might leave that water running a little bit. Make sure your pets and livestock have uh, fresh water that's not all frozen up. An Olympia bill being introduced mandating live fire training as a prerequisite of obtaining a firearm permit. This is House Bill 1902 adding further requirements, including fingerprinting, to the permit process. The Democrat representing neighborhoods in Queen Anne and northeast part of Seattle leading this bill, it builds further requirements on her earlier House Bill, 1143. That's the prior legislation passed instituting that 10-day waiting period and mandatory safety training for all firearm purchases within the state. This House Bill 1902 aims to elevate requirements akin to those for a concealed permit license holder to all potential firearm purchasers here in Washington. It advocates for a five-year permit validity for firearm purchases. Fingerprinting mandatory for all applicants. So one more move restricting your ability to own and maintain a gun a five-year relicensing period for all firearms. Gotta watch them. It's dangerous anytime you send those legislators in for into Olympia. Well, we'll see what happens there. Let's find out a little bit more about TOPS, that national organization that helps people connect with others who want to take off pounds live healthier lifestyles. Here's more about our local chapter in Kettle Falls. They used to meet in Colville, and now they meet in Kettle Falls. Part of that's because we're nonprofit, so we can't pay a lot of money to use a facility. But we've been very fortunate to have places that let us meet, like the Senior Center in Kettle Falls. That chapter has around 17 members, and they meet on Fridays. Their weigh-ins at 9. Their meeting actually starts at 10. 
and they're very active within their group. They are very supportive of each other. They have some members who have been in for a very long time. They have people who have reached their goal. But like I said, once you reach your goal, it's still a challenge. So the TOPS is important to keep going to. It's a good chapter. When you're trying to find a chapter, this is how we find a chapter. You go in there and you put your zip code and you can go within 10 miles or 25 miles or 50 miles because we have some towns that don't have a chapter like Colville. So if somebody from Colville is looking, they have one 11 miles from them at Kettle Falls. Because we're nonprofit, our dues are low, and we don't have the speakers like some of the organizations do because we're nonprofit, and we don't advertise as much because we don't have the money. Most of our advertising is through word of mouth. But I know many members who have been in for 50, 40, 30 years that swear by it because it's like they're your family. So when you first join, it's either $49.69 or $79 for the year plus tax. And the reason there's three different categories is because you can get the book with one of them or other items. So depending what you pay, you can get items. But the exchange program or the exchange plan, we do have a book that TOPS has written with a nutritionist, a fitness person, a behavioral person. They got together and wrote this book and it's got a 28-day eating plan in it. It's got the exchange information. It's got nutrition information. And that information is also on our website, thetops.org. And that is a website that once you join, you can go in and there is days and days worth of information there that help our members. Then it's 37 a year. And with that, you also get a magazine every other month that has information, uh, success stories, health stories. How do you handle your weight if you're ill or have a cancer or another disease? What can you do to have help from TOPS? So there's lots and lots of information, both on the website and in our magazines. The actual leader from that chapter, her name is Joy, and her number is 208-405-9005. If you would like to contact Joy, her number is 208 405 Again, the TOPS uh, group meeting at the Kettle Falls Senior Center. You know the name Tempur-Pedic. If you have a bad back, you may already own one. The back pain relief is legendary. I have a secret for you. Tempur-Pedic mattress support system also provides a good night's sleep. You don't have to wait for a bad back. You can get a good night's sleep now. Don't take my word for it. Ask somebody who owns one. Come to Sandra's. For a seven-minute test rest, and we'll change your life forever. Sandra's Furniture, downtown Caldwell. Chicken checks, poultry payments, tuna tributes, whatever you want to call them. One state senator says there's something fishy going on with the checks signed by Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson. Tracy Ellis has more on that. Ferguson is sending out nearly $40 million in checks to consumers after settling a lawsuit against chicken and tuna companies. Senator Keith Wagoner is sponsoring a bill that would prohibit elected officials from including their name on any future restitution checks. It's vote buying. An elected official shouldn't be able to put their name on a check 
and use that for self-promotion. Nobody should have that unfair advantage with an upcoming campaign or a current campaign in, in this case. The Cedar Woolley Republicans legislation would also require that future restitution payments go to the people and nonprofit organizations that need them most. This money is supposed to go to people who are affected or might be affected or be food insecure or in the lower economic echelons. But clearly the distribution is just crazy. There have been reports of dead people, people who don't live in Washington and people who don't meet the targeted income levels receiving Ferguson's checks. In Olympia, I'm Tracy Ellis. There's a new real estate firm in Colville. Four Degrees Real Estate, based in Spokane, has opened their first branch office in Colville. The agents at Four Degrees Real Estate have the experience you need and want when it comes to selling or buying real estate in the Tri-County area. Whether it's homes or land or commercial, from start to finish, Four Degrees agents advocate for their clients with professionalism and understanding. Call branch managing broker Len Brandt at 509-680-3916 to schedule a no-obligation meeting to find out the value of your home or to learn more about real estate investing. Four Degrees Real Estate, your new choice for real estate in Northeast Washington. Don't forget, tomorrow is caucus day. The caucus meetings, the Republicans meeting at a variety of locales. The doors open up at 9 in the morning. You need to be in the building by 10 o'clock. That's when they will close the doors. You can't get in after 10 o'clock. So if you are interested in the party platform and helping give direction toward who the presidential nominee will be, along with a lot of other issues. Might want to attend the uh, party caucus taking place tomorrow. Doors open at 9 at all the different locations. Wall Street, they just might have figured out a way to push that Green New Deal while making a profit. Not everyone seems to be on board with this plan. Uh, Kevin Stockland discusses how the New York Stock Exchange is working alongside the Intrinsic Exchange Group to set up a natural asset companies, or NACs. The goal of the NACs is to buy the rights to public and private lands and then manage them for sustainability. The latest plan in the net zero effort is coming out of Wall Street. The New York Stock Exchange has a filing before the Securities and Exchange Commission wanting to set up what are called natural asset companies. This is a new kind of company that will pool money from all around the world and they will buy the rights to uh, public and private land in the United States. The companies are proposed to be publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange and the idea is that it's a way to monetize natural resources. So things like clean air and clean water and biodiversity, we don't always think about putting a price on these things, but these vehicles will attempt to do that. They have a system of accounting. It's not gap accounting like every other company that trades on the New York Stock Exchange. It is a UN environmental-based accounting system that they'll be using to try to value all of these natural resources. But what they are intending to do is set up these companies to exclude anything that's not 
considered sustainability from using public land. So when they get control of a particular section of land, they would ban mining, they would ban drilling, they may ban things like hunting and grazing and farming and fishing. That's something that they may not allow on these lands. So it's essentially the plan to pool as much money as they can and exclude all of these uses from public lands. It's actually happening very fast. So typically when new concept like this gets introduced, there's a public comment period that often goes for months. For this one, for some reason, the SEC set the comment period at a very short 21 days, and that comment period ran right through the Christmas holidays. So it was up on January 2. There were protests from 32 members of Congress and a number of state financial officers in Western states, particularly red states. So the SEC extended the comment period by two weeks to January 18th. So it's still going on. Anyone who wants to comment on natural asset companies can go and do that today. You can go to sec.gov and just search natural asset companies. So the background to this, what people need to understand is that the whole Green New Deal and the Net Zero Initiative, that requires an enormous amount of land. So to set up wind and solar energy requires between 10 and 100 times as much land area as setting up a coal or a natural gas plant and about 300 times as much land area as a nuclear plant to produce the same amount of energy. There was a report done by a pro-Green New Deal organization that said to reach net zero goals by 2050 will require a land area the size of the state of Texas in the United States. So there is a tremendous appetite to get control of land to make this Green New Deal happen. This initiative is new. So a person who wanted to preserve land could always go and give money to a nonprofit. There's tons of nonprofits that buy land and that they preserve it and they say this is going to be you know, not developed in any way. You get a tax deduction for that in addition. So the question was raised, well, then why do we need a natural asset company to pool money to go and do this? Why don't they just give it to a nonprofit and go and buy the land and preserve it that way? And the answer that I've gotten to that question was, well, nonprofits are not able to buy public land. And these natural asset companies are set up so that they would be able to buy public land. And then that begs the question, who's going to sell it to them? Because the Biden administration should not be authorized to turn around and sell rights to our public land to a private company. And then we discover that the Bureau of Land Management is now setting up conservation leases that it apparently intends to sell to private entities and they would buy these leases and that would give them the right to basically manage and set the rules for public lands. It's a huge concern, particularly for Western states. So interestingly, as the United States developed our initial founding, thought that land should be privately owned. And so most of the East Coast is. As you move West, later in our development, about half of Western states are owned by the federal government and some it's more. States like Idaho and Alaska and Utah are about 60% federally owned. Nevada is more than 80% federally owned owned. So just enormous chunks of land for Western states. Farmers and ranchers do, by rights, use public land for grazing and farming, and Congress set them up for this purpose. However, if one of these entities comes in and has decided that they will now manage it purely for sustainability, we will likely see this land not be available for those sorts of purposes. And all of this happens in the context of a global movement that 
seems to believe that we shouldn't be eating meat anyway. So they hate beef because they say there's too much CO2 emissions coming from cows. And huge investors like Bill Gates, who is now the largest private owner of farmland in the United States, has been investing heavily in alternative food companies that produce synthetic meat from plants or from fungi or things like this. And so this is what we're supposed to be consuming rather than cattle and pork and chicken and things like that. So that also provides some concerning context for this. Among the natural assets that these companies want to acquire rights to, they say, you know, it's water, it's land, it's air. They're trying to put a price tag on all of these things. And it also comes in the context of the Biden administration's 30 by 30 plan, where they want to set aside 30 percent of America's lands for preservation, not to be used for any economic purpose by 2030. And so this is really part of a bigger initiative in the Biden administration and globally to control natural resources and use them for the purposes that they want to use them versus what American citizens may want. Again, the comment period on natural asset companies runs through January 18th. So anybody who is concerned can express their thoughts to the Securities and Exchange Commission. Go to sec.gov, can search natural asset companies comments, and you can add them in and be part of the process. Vaughan Brothers Lumber, a leader in the forest products industry, is now offering a free forest health checkup. If you have 10 or more acres of timberland, Vaughan Brothers Lumber can help you determine if your family's forest is healthy and fire resilient. Schedule your free forest evaluation today by calling Vaughan Brothers Lumber at 684-5071. Vaughan Brothers Lumber, adding value to the forest for people, products, and the environment. Santa Clara beat number 23 Gonzaga 77-76 last night. Santa Clara Broncos now 3-0 in the West Coast Conference. They beat the Bulldogs for the first time since January 20th, 2011. That snaps a 26-game losing streak for Santa Clara, getting that win over Gonzaga last night. High school basketball, the Chihuahua Lady Cougars defeated Upper Columbia Academy 55-26, we had that game on 92-1, KCRK. Good win for the Cougars. The boys game, Shawila also defeating Upper Columbia Academy. This one, 51-46. Lind Ritzville Sprague takes on the Chihuahua Cougars on Saturday. That'll be at 4.30. Again, the Chihuahua Lind Ritzville Sprague uh, game going to be on 92-1 KCRK. 14 seasons the Seattle Seahawks were or tried to be an imprint of what Coach Pete Carroll wanted. For the first time now, they're about to be the imprint of what General Manager John Snyder wants. And what that image and structure eventually looks like will start with who Snyder chooses as the Seahawks' new head coach, replacing Carroll. The Seahawks moving forward with their first coaching search in more than a decade. The responsibility for making that decision going to fall on Snyder, the guy who was plucked from Green Bay's front office by Pete Carroll to be his general manager after the coach had been hired by Seattle back in 2010. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention yesterday that uh, 
Washington State held off Southern Cal 72-64 on Wednesday night. They beat the Trojans on the road for the first time in about nine years. So that was a big win for the WSU Cougars on Wednesday night. Last night, the Washington Huskies, they defeated Arizona State 82-67. That in Pac-12 basketball. Today's local weather forecast is brought to you by the new Grease Monkey. Located at 680 South Main, they're now open and ready to service your quick lube and oil change needs. No appointment is necessary. They're open Monday through Saturday from 8 until 6. You should be ready to go in about 20 minutes. For more information, call 685-7406. We will see sunny and cold temperatures today with a high near 3 degrees. Tonight, we'll have mostly clear skies and a low around negative 17. Tomorrow, we'll have mostly sunny skies and a high near 2. Now, time for another Otis Advisory. If you think clowns are scary, wait till you see what's on a can of Bud Light. Somebody who never got a pajamagram, you know, with the ears and tail, and still hasn't gotten over it, is now the new spokes drunk for Bud Light, the king of near beer. So the marketing lady said, Honey, you'll be perfect. What do roofers and frat boys know about drinking beer anyway? Hell, we'll just throw in some hoop earrings or a clip-on man bun, maybe a set of nose clippers. You'll sell beer to the Eskimos. Bad idea. Didn't pass the sniff test. Once everybody got a good snootful of all this twaddle, nothing could save it. Hell, Bud Light even got sent home from beer camp. And honey, you've got to mess up pretty bad to get sent home from beer camp. Oh, Uncle Otis, what's Bud Light going to do now? Well, I don't know. Maybe update their privates policy or try to figure out what end of the pile they want to be on, north or south. In the meantime, the marketing lady, yeah, she's pretty worried. Hiding under her desk, somebody hung a bag of oats around her neck as a disguise, but she's got no chance. A friend skunk said, bosses always wear bright, happy colors on firing day. It's just how it's done, so I'd watch for that. Wait, this just in from last year. Man walks into a bar and orders a Bud Light. Yeah, that was last year. This is your Uncle Otis, and that's a lot of eggs for speed dating. I'll see you at the Peace March.